Pressure points with your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is Extortionist AJ. We're coming at you with season four, episode 44, The Big Old Boom. We're flying back into the 80s once again and talking about gambling. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Strap in, let's get to it. It's always weird how it comes back to gambling. Yeah, I mean, just every like, time it comes back to uh, gambling and it, Nazis. It comes back to Nazis, and I've got a treat for you today. It involves both. <gasps> no, there aren't Nazis in this story. You're a liar. Okay. So, how you been this week, man? <laughs> okay, you're just yeah. gonna move on. Yeah, I'll get uh, to it. Oh fuck, I'm ready for uh, not being alive. No, it's just super busy. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Work. School. school. School's about to ramp up. By the time yeah. the next season starts, it's going to ramp up. And technically, AJ is going to be balls deep in clinicals. Oh, yeah. But this is our last episode of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to- it's yeah. fantastic. Episode 44, we made it. Yep. We're back January. Uh, We'll get a date, and we'll let you guys know uh, like next Sometime. Week. It's usually like the first we'll week. We'll tell you next two. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but we'll be back. It's been, it's been. Let's let's reflect on this season. Oh, it's been a good season. Well, hold on. Let me How have you been? The episodes. Uh, myself. Yeah. Pretty bad, but I mean, it's all right. It's getting it is there. What it is. Yeah. This has been one of the rougher seasons for me to like stay locked in and get shit done. I meant like but. how. You were doing last week. I didn't oh. know you were just not yeah. wanting to be in this podcast anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh I, my god! I like the podcast. I I've just been in a really fuck shitty mental place like the last six months. So well, yeah. Here we are. Well, you know, let us know if you like the longer season because we can go back to two a year if that's uh, if that's easier. Yeah, or don't let us know because that's pretty. That's pretty much pretty what happens. Standard response. Whenever I ask for anything. Yeah. That's okay. I know people don't respect me, so that's totally. But yeah, fine. Uh, we we had a dude uh, fucking good. long good twenty twenty one. The show was great. The year was garbage, but yeah, I mean, fuck. What do we start off with? We we introduced Bear this yep. year. Fucking brought him G? on for a handful of episodes. Uh, let's Hell see. Yeah. What did we start off with? What was our first one? Our first one? Our first one that wasn't interesting and unusual death. Oh, John oh. Palmer and the Dirty Dick Boys. Oh, that, that had the best name. It was. That, that was, was, that was a solid name. one. We changed studios this year. Yeah, we upgraded. We came downstairs. It got a lot cooler. Yes. Uh, we had Hashashin's Creed. Oh, that was, that was fun. One. I liked that one. Uh... The fucking bathhouse blues. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, I'm was... trying to catch up. Oh, oh shit. I John Keel, I talked about I in. talked about uh <laughs> UFOs. Yeah, I fell asleep on air. Yes. Very good. We did some of the you know, some of the things that you definitely have seen before, I'm sure if you're into yeah. podcasts like um our take on the Radium Girls. Great name, Lip Dip Paint. <laughs> yeah couple survival stories this year oh oh been, i've been i've actually been, been getting good pretty one. good feedback that's, on that's survival heard, stories yeah. so so i say keep them going especially will, if they're yeah, in the a, historical context i've got a handful of context them. um i've been logged out please re-log back in <laughs> but yeah uh so far a really successful season and i mean we hit 
we hit some benchmarks that uh, on Patreon that I never really expected to hit within our first year of having that up. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. AJ still hasn't posted the video that was promised to you guys. <laughs> well, now I don't have the ago. excuse not to. But, uh, I totally remind, you were supposed to text me and remind me to. I still have it, so oh, yeah. I'll so it'll that. be just when you watch the video, just imagine there are more cups and beer bottles everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a lot more dirty in here over the course of the last six months, but yeah, that's okay because we made it. We, we made, made it. it this far. You learned my fears of UFOs and the Noid. It's it's the start of something big. We hit season five. Yeah, that's more than I thought we were gonna hit. Season five in January and. Uh, this season, not including this episode, we're just below eight thousand downloads. Yeah, for the year. Which is for the for this season, and that's yeah. almost half of our total. Like ten months, yeah. Not we bad. did phenomenally. And it's all thanks to you, the listener. To you. If only I had the uh PBS. Yeah, <laughs> I was just fucking... thinking that. <laughs> we we'd like to thanks our thank our sponsors. And it's, you. it's made possible by viewers like yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. But but honestly, but yeah, we, really. we really do appreciate you guys supporting us and everything um, and stuff. Memeing. So, Memeing us. Yeah. Sending us some cool-ass stickers and pins. And I mean, I feel like we've come a long way in this. I feel like we are a hell of a lot better. If you want to compare <laughs> this episode to... I would say we kind of got, got the ball rolling by like our fourth episode. Compare those two. Yeah, first to this. Yeah. Or if you're a not Patreon. The first, no. Not the first episode. No. Don't, I mean, it's a good one. It is a but, pretty fun uh, one. Slide past one, two, and three. Check out episode four. What's four? Is it eugenics or IRBs? Uh, no, I think episode... Uh, let me check. I don't know what episode four is, know. honestly. But it's good. I, d- I did some World War II battles. I did also, some of the Eastern battles. How many fucking episodes have we done? Total? Yeah, 100. I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, I actually... Wait, don't click anything. You're going to log me out. Oh, is that why I logged out? <laughs> yeah, we're logging each other out back and forth. Uh, Sneaky Schemes. Dude. Sneaky Schemes and Incest is episode four. That was the Closet Studio. That was. We. Yeah. This is the 100th episode. This is the 100th episode. I have 99 episodes on my list. Oh, my God. Look at us. Holy Reminiscing. shit. Our hundredth episode. What is this? A Simpsons uh, episode? A <laughs> hundred episodes? That's so many. We've done great. That's a hundred weeks. Yeah, that's a that's a hundred. No, not shit. Well, yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, because over the f- the first season we released every other week. You remember that shit? That was nice. It was. Yeah. I mean, we only did like five episodes, but yeah, it was an eight episode long season. I think. Yeah. Short but, one. Damn. I did not know this was the hundredth. We gotta, we're celebrating right now. Yeah, I just finished your apple cider. So yeah, not bad for somebody who doesn't, uh, doesn't like, like apple apples cider. or yeah. cider. Yeah, um, we gotta make that mead here here in a couple weeks too. Hell yeah! Before winter fully sets in. But yeah. Uh, also, if you could subscribe on Patreon so I can buy WD forty for my fucking chair. <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna be the upgrade for before next season. Oh, you know what? We should. We should do that. We should buy some, like, actual office chairs. Ah, uh, we'll get there. We got an ad to buy. Something. Cheap ones. I mean, like, 50 bucks. Tops. Yeah. I mean, fun by me. I think mine upstairs is $30 <laughs> on Amazon, so. But, yeah, it has been, yeah, it's it been, has been crazy. a good year 
for the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I mean, I thought I had a great year. Yeah, I mean, personally, that's fantastic. I'm glad to hear. <laughs> Good it. for you, yeah, me. I'm glad to hear it. Um, but yeah, I really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, and as much as I struggle every fucking week coming up with content. I really do love doing this. And yeah, it I, is fun. I would not stop doing this. So Nah, we're in too deep now. Yeah, I'm I'm too committed at this point. We did we did we point out when we did our sixty ninth episode? Nah, yes, I posted about it. Okay, good. I posted two two tigers doing sixty nine. <laughs> I remember that. And now. they were not cartoons. I don't support support furry porn. Yeah, thank I you. I do, however, support animal on animal real life. National Geographic animal love making. Yeah, I'm behind that. <laughs> Literally. Well, the, uh, <laughs> well, the next uh, the next milestone is 420 episodes. <laughs> well, and then you're finally going to get the high show. Yeah, the, that that will be that will be the, the big show, show that we've yeah. been. Forty year old D and AJ just fucking <laughs> bitching about life. If we uh, as if we don't already. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah. Wow. I, I didn't know this was such a momentous a last episode. episode. Well, yeah. don't fuck it up. All right. Well, uh, so you know me. I do. And you know how I love travel plans. Do you? My, I have I mean, set yes. you guys up with trips to Spain. I've set you up to check out the golden beaches of South America to find gold any, anywhere. That... I've I've made plans for you to visit New Zealand to find the indigenous people that live there. And now... No, no, I'm pretty sure you set up all those trips with my wife and her boyfriend. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> that wasn't me. And now I'm taking you back. We're, we're not just going to Lake Tahoe. We're going to Lake Tahoe in 1980. 80, baby. Ooh. It's a flash to the fucking past this week. Uh, what what was the the general pube grooming habits during the 80s? Uh, I think that it was a mix between just 70s throwbacks all yeah. or just a really really poorly like and a shape. misinformed landing strip. Perfect. Are you is that foreshadowing? No, no, unfortunately, <laughs> the, no. no. So that that would have been awesome. All right, um, so take me back. So if you go to Lake Tahoe in the in the nineteen eighties, there was this great resort called Harvey's Resort, and it was a casino. Obviously, it it was just this grand hotel. I mean, Lake Tahoe is a hot spot for skiers, boaters, gamblers, just vacationers. And I mean, it was. It was the fucking 80s, dude. The 80s. Cocaine I was, was just going to say, cocaine everywhere. It was a fantastic time. In Lake Tahoe, shit, that stuff was all over the place. I'm sure. Now, in 1980, however, if you were visiting in like late August, you probably at some point would have seen three men in these blue jumpsuits, not the blue men crew I know. Um, ah. But they were delivering, it, it basically looked like a, a printer to Harvey's Resort Hotel. Uh, they rolled that out of the back of the truck, rolled it up onto the curb, and they were kind of strange individuals. Now, among the skiers, boaters, gamblers, whatever, 
Um, there was also a guy that was, he was kind of popular there and he went by the name of John Burgess. Um, so that's just the eighties for you. I'm ready. I, I, I was looking, looking at the best things to happen or things that eighties kids will remember (laughs) and it's boring. Oh yeah. (laughs) The end of mash, uh, the just say no anti-drug campaign. Boo. The beginning of the drug war, Reagan. Oh, God. That's another anti-drug. Oh. Fuck this. No, X that. X that uh, list. Hold on. No, no, no I got another one. Who wrote this? A Walkman's. Dare. The yeah, Dare right? organization Dare. wrote this shit. Uh, Darth Vader. Hands Across America. Ah, that is a good one, though. A Challenger explosion. See, but the thing is, <laughs> these so are all... Good at, I give it a take. <laughs> terrible, yeah. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta remember these are kids that would find nostalgia in the 1980s. Not like I feel like if you're in the 80s, you're thriving as like a teen. That my dad was a teen in the 80s. Yeah, and I look think. at how fucking cool he is. Yeah, yeah, he would have been teen young adult. Okay, so uh, back to business. So you see these three men delivering a printer into Harvey's. Um, it's got like a really badly IBM logo printed on on like a piece of fabric that's over the top of all of it. So it looks like it's, it's going to be this grand unveiling. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. The only thing is, on that day, um, at at Harvey's, you would expect just a nice leisurely weekend. Cigarette smoke nice, everywhere. Yeah, a nice chill weekend at Harvey's. However, today, Harvey's Resort in Lake Tahoe was going to become the hotspot for the largest bomb the FBI has ever seen to date today. Damn. So, in 1980, we're going to go back to our friend John. John was a retired landscaping contractor, and he had previously owned a restaurant. Now, he was currently gambling away the $355,000 insurance policy uh, that he received after his restaurant mysteriously burned down, um, like, what, three years before, I think, two or three years before this. How mysteriously yeah. did this burn down? Uh, it, like, wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Would but... you say hello to my I'll, odorless I'll, fuel accelerant? I'll get into John okay. a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but John was known for spending hours playing blackjack at Harvey's. I mean... This guy was at high roller tables. He was not just like a a regular Joe. He was a he was a regular schmo, if you know uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, he was, however, not your everyday normal normal guy. So, John grew up in Hungary in 1922, and he ended up flying for the Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe? Yep. Good old John. Good old motherfucking John. You was know, flying that's for the really interesting because I just as you were doing your notes, I was looking people up and there was somebody born in Hungary in 1930, <laughs> but he was Jewish. <laughs> Oh, so he God. was a Luftwaffe pilot. He was, man. He uh, was, so he had Pervitin. He was cruising around. Oh, more than likely, yeah. The dude was, he was nothing oh, but yeah. trouble. So, John... Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> um, so, he was actually captured by the Soviets in Siberia. Those monsters. Yeah, he was sentenced oh, yeah. to 25 years of hard labor 
And because of apparent, I'm assuming how cutthroat John was, he was released after eight and a half years, which for like World War II Soviets, that shit does not fucking happen. They do not forgive. Yeah. <laughs> about that. <laughs> and shit. they will not forget. No. Um, yeah. So this, I don't know what it is about this guy, but like he had some fucking tenacity. And throughout the story, he just gets people to do whatever the fuck he wants. I don't know what it is, but the guy is probably just the crazy Nazi pilot in him that's like just like <laughs> demands. I don't know. Yeah. So, hey, if you speak with authority. Uh, he's released after eight and a half years, but he is recaptured fighting Soviet forces in 1956 in Hungary. And he managed to speak perfect Russian to escape death and talk his way to freedom from Soviet forces in the 50s. Damn. So yeah. he was like, I mean, he learned something in those eight years, I yeah, guess. Yeah, really, though. Now. John and his wife came to the United States in the late 1950s, as did a lot of people from, like, I mean, everybody was fucking coming to the coming to the U.S. in the 50s. Oh, yeah, so, it's better than, you know, Germany being all split up and all that shit. <laughs> you, fucking U.K. was, a, like, just Europe, I feel like, was a rough place to be in the 50s. Yeah. And then the 60s got a hell of a lot better. Yeah, cause, well, that's because they got mind-altering drugs. Yeah, that and the Beatles. Like, how yeah. could you not say It's the same thing. That's that. the mind-altering yeah. drug I was talking about. <laughs> Pandering music? Fuck yeah, sign me up. Hell yeah. So uh, they came in the 50s and got here in New Jersey, made their way over to, to California. And John, over the course of the next, like, 20 years— 30 years, he just would work, like, he found a really good landscaping company to work for. He ended up, like... He went straight. that. Yeah, he... Like, he was doing really well career-wise. The money that he made landscaping, he was able to open a restaurant. Like, he knew what he was doing. And okay. honestly, they really were trying their damnedest to be the good old 1960s American family. He had two young kids at home. Uh, John, and I think the other kid's name was Jeff. Yes, he did name his first after himself. <laughs> what a um, bastard. Yeah. What, was, a, as, what a Hungarian bastard. As was tradition at the time. So, uh, as I said, John was really successful job-wise. Husband-wise and father-wise, mm. not so much. Yeah, I've read that about uh, Nazis. Yeah. So, uh, John was incredibly abusive towards his wife. Um, and he beat her within inches of her life. Jesus. Multiple times. I was rooting for him. No. After you said Luftwaffe, a Nazi was, pilot, I was yeah, rooting right. for this guy. After I said largest bomb in FBI yeah. history, you were like, okay, I fucks with this guy. Yeah, I know him. I know where so, he's at. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was regularly just beating the shit out of his wife. Um, he would actually use his sons for basically slave labor for his businesses. Oh, that's why he got ahead. Yeah. Uh, he was basically the bad version of Bob from Bob's Burgers. Um, <laughs> and after a divorce in 1973, his wife moved out. However, because of the hold that John had over her and because she was from Hungary in the mid-70s, you're not going to fuck – you can't go anywhere as a like 
American housewife. Yeah, it's so no job she, or no like yeah. money saved up. Like you're kind of fucked. exactly. So she moves out of their house onto his property. So she's basically just living in a trailer on she John's pulled, property. She pulled a Veronica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up, essentially. Luke and yeah. Yeah, this this episode feels really tied to the last one, but <laughs> it I, wasn't on purpose. Yeah, it, it's it was not. It kind of just turned this way, and I'm like, oh man. So she lived on his property for two more years. Um, unfortunately, in 1975, she took her own life, ODing on Valium and alcohol, and I really fucking wonder why. Considering yeah. John very likely didn't stop. The fucking harassment and abuse. Well, now I'm just wondering if she had a life insurance policy out on her. Uh, I doubt it. I don't think so. Maybe, but yeah, a suicide only. There, there's a good life chance she policy. did, but the money that was taken out and likely given to John would have just been gambled away anyway. Yeah, probably. So, after 1975, John kind of took a turn for the worse. I think... No, that, the worse? Yeah, surprisingly enough. It gets I, worse? I think his wife gave him a slight sense of sanity um, because this was the beginning of, like, his gambling problems. This was... A lot of people said that this was where he just started neglecting his restaurant, he started neglecting the, the landscaping company, and... He just started spending all of his time at Harvey's, at at Harvey's Resort in Tahoe. Okay, so he's living the dream. He's just living at a resort in Tahoe. Yeah, and I mean, cocaine. when people would ask him his focus, he would tell them, "Yeah, my like, oh yeah, trip trips to Tahoe coming up. Trips to Tahoe, like I'm going to Tahoe tomorrow. I'm a professional." And, and it wasn't it wasn't about like his restaurant. It wasn't about his sons. It wasn't about the landscaping company it was about tahoe at this point now in march 1980 john gets a file from the irs and they file for thirty four thousand dollars in back taxes Ooh, so that's a lot of money suddenly john's trips to harvey's resort changed just a little bit and he talks to his sons, and I'll get a little bit more into later about what he talks to his sons about, but mm -hmm. he starts watching operational staff a little bit closer. He starts to observe security shift changes. And at one point, John even goes out the front of Harvey's and measures the height of the curb. <laughs> Like That's not suspicious the at all. Attention to detail that Holy he is shit. now having when it's he the German goes on efficiency. His trips. Oh, he's not German. Damn it. The Hungarian the efficiency. The Hungarian efficiency. Um he's he's just going on these these gambling trips with with a, a tape little, measure a and a bit notepad. More of a focus elsewhere. Yeah. He's still gambling, mind you. Like he has 350k to burn through. Um but Oh, so this is this is post burn down. Yeah, yeah. This is so oh yeah, it was never in mind. I remember it was nineteen eighty. Yeah. He was served the the money or the yeah, yeah. filing. Sorry, I, I just got all flipped turned upside. No, on. no, you're good. So yeah, he's going on these trips, but nobody's really suspecting anything because oh yeah, it's just it's just John he's Burgess. A it, is, it is what it is. He he comes here and wins a lot, then loses a lot, and speaks with a funny accent. It's <laughs> good old John. Yeah. So, um. 
about three months go by, and uh, John approaches his two sons, and he says, I am planning to steal the Declaration of, of Independence. Independence. I knew uh, you were going to say that. So Sorry for the peeking. <laughs> Jesus. Fine, it'll cut out in post. Yeah. Um, post. So he actually approaches his sons, and he says, we are going to extort the Harvey Resort, which is a fun rhyme, but not a fun idea. Extort them. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were just going to, like, back a truck up and... Blow it up? No. Mm. Blow up the safe, maybe? No, no. And take the money? No. So, one late night in June, John, John Jr., and I'm going to call his other son Jeff, because I don't give a fuck to look it up. Actually, I'll look it up right now. Yeah, you should probably look it up, just to be safe. right here. Uh, Jim. Yeah. John, John Jr. and Jim, uh... They hop into their their trusty old van, and they drive over to an underground hydroelectric pumping facility. Oh, and okay. They it's hop out. Different. It's dark, and they decide we're breaking in, breaking into this place. They use a welding torch to cut through the locks, and they haul more than one thousand pounds of Hercules Unigel dynamite sticks out. Damn. Holy yeah. shit. Now, How do you, are they extorting with the threat of leveling the entire block? <laughs> well, I thought they were just going to blackmail somebody. Less, For fuck's man. sake. So, um John at this point had built a walk-in freezer in his garage. That they're storing the dynamite sticks in. Because these fuckers are volatile. Like, Oh, yeah. You don't want them to get too hot. And a thousand pounds uh, of it, like, yeah. you aren't surviving that when it's in your garage. <laughs> no. No matter how lucky you may be, you will not survive 1,000 pounds of dynamite. You don't think so? Fuck no. <laughs> so, John gets to work. And he builds a contraption that has eight fuse systems. Holy shit, this dude's going all out. He, he, I don't know, like, what the fuck is going on, but, like, the guy just zoned in. And he yeah. builds, like I said, the largest, even in 2021, it is the largest, like, homemade bomb That's the crazy. FBI has seen in the United States. That's amazing. So, he finishes building this whole thing, and, uh... He goes to his sons and says, hey, we need to fucking deliver this bomb. And both of his sons say, no. Wow. Yeah. Turncoats. <laughs> so, they helped him build it, but they don't yeah. want to deliver it? What pussies. Um, and so he instead turns to his landscaping company and basically men that had worked for him before that were looking for work. He promises these two guys $2,000 after he receives a payoff from Harvey's. Makes sense. And so they plan to deliver the bomb on August 25th. They're driving up to Tahoe. They make a couple different stops on the way. But the tr the van that they're driving, it's just running like shit. <laughs> oh, everybody knows if you're going to deliver a fucking massive 
bomb, you should probably have a reliable van. Yeah, yeah, so it's running like fucking garbage, man. So they decide, all right, we'll flip it around, we'll head back down a little bit, and we're going to check into a motel. We'll stay the night, but we're going to get up like 3 a.m. and drop this thing off, right? So. We're just going to leave this van full of dynamite in this <laughs> motel parking lot. I yeah. sure hope no junkie goes poking around yeah, in that. God, really, though. So, uh, they check into the hotel. John signs in as Joey Avetto, which I have no idea who that is, but you should look it up. Actually, Wait, do you up. know? Or no, is I, it a person? It just sounds like such a, let's see. It sounds yeah, like such a- I don't know how a, to spell it. You should. Yeah, no. It's, I searched the name and it just shows up Harvey's bombing. Ah. Uh, um, so, uh, so John, John checks in as Joey Avetto, but the motel clerk takes down the California license plate. It's registered to John's son because it's John Jr.'s fucking van, dude. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to imagine that there is like a, uh, you know, you know, the B-17 bombers in World War II, how they had the ladies on the cone. Mm-hmm. I'd like to imagine that this van has one of those, except she's wearing a Nazi uniform. <laughs> God, she's just in an SS officer uniform. Yeah. She's wearing the leather jacket, Jesus the leather Christ. like trench coat that the Gestapo had, but nothing underneath. Good lord. <laughs> okay, so uh, John, John, they get into the hotel, and the next morning, not even really the next morning, at like two thirty in the morning, John is up, and he is like getting everything ready. He wakes up his two buddies and he says, "Hey, um, wake up." We, like, wipe anything clean of your fingerprints. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, they hop out in the truck. They turn the ignition, and nothing happens. Ooh. And they find out that the battery on the van is dead. The biggest snafu of anyone driving a car anywhere. Well... Hear me out. It's the most unlucky thing that could happen to anybody. They can jump it with the fuses in the dynamite. Great idea, yeah. Create a small controlled explosion. The thing for me about having to jumpstart your car is it is the most simple fix. The worst part about it is that you have to ask someone for help. You cannot do anything about your battery and this is the 1980s. Yeah, so. not during the 80s. Nowadays, yeah. you can have the jump yeah, pack have, or whatever. You can have your own little fucking charging station, whatever. But a not lot of people 80s. don't have them. In the 80s, it's just like you're fucking stranded until someone can help you out. So the men with a thousand pound, a thousand pounds of bomb in the back of this van call a tow trucking company. And ask him to jumpstart their van. I hope they threw a blanket at the over motel. it. This motel stop has turned into a fiasco at this point. Even though it's two thirty in the morning, tow trucks aren't quiet. Tow no, trucks no. don't roll up silently. Like these things are running fucking diesel, and you know that <laughs> and the it's motel 80s owner, diesel. the motel owner is like, who the fuck is rolling up in this bullshit? Looks out the window, and he's like, it's that liar it's 
from the fucking is van that a bomb in the back of that thing? Yeah, why? Are, <laughs> what the hell is that? So it's turned into some bullshit, man. Like it's it's not going well for John currently. So no, they get the trucks, they get the van started, and on they go. It's still dark out and everything. Yeah, it's it's not ruined. Yeah. And uh, they end up uh, rubber banding a stolen Nevada license plate to the van over their old one. Oh, it's so dumb. And they head on. So they on, just stole a license plate yeah, from somebody? They, they head on to Harvey's Resort, man. Now, when they get there, they park across the street because you don't. Smart. Yeah, you don't want to just fucking roll up with a bomb and just. Show their cameras who you are, right? I don't know. I I, I would they, put the bomb close. They park across the street so that if it went off, they've it got would do the job. Yeah, that's fair. So they've got they've got like a pulley system that John built to like lift this thing up, put it on a a fucking dolly. Like, oh, one of those dolly less. like yeah hotel dolly like luggage carrier things. I mean, they just put it on like a fucking cart, basically. Cool. So. Then they take this cart, and the the fact that John made a bomb and the fact that he made a pulley system to lift it onto a cart is amazing, right? What surprises me about this story is that after they've put it onto the cart, they then hook the cart to the back of the van, and they tow the fucking bomb across the street to Harvey's front door. Harvey Resort in Tahoe's front door. And the fuck? Why not just unload it there? Unhook this this bomb that now had a much higher chance of it. Like, imagine hitting a pothole. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just fucking crater. He probably, he probably used twine to, to tow it. So yeah. Like, like, the fuck? Dude cut costs in the wrong places. He's so... so but. The fact that he was able to be so focused and smart in building the bomb, it, but then trust me, fucks up the motel, gets, fucks up the car, better, fucks dude. up the delivery. What the fuck? So, um, they get out in front of Harvey's, and surprisingly enough, they don't have to worry about rolling it up onto the curb because he has a system in place for moving it onto the curb he seamlessly it. because he measured it. Now. What a smart guy. They they take the bomb up to the second floor, and they put it just outside the slot manager's office. Now, the uh, the graveyard shift slot manager was basically just watching over the floor, watching cameras of the gambling floor at the time. His door's pretty much well closed. But he's kind of got like a hallway dedicated to himself, right? So... They get into this hallway, and like I said, they're in these fucking jumpsuits. They look like they're rolling a printer into the place. It was made so that it would look like it was just this big fucking printer. Though it was not. Actually, it probably could have exploded as much as those. Like, those printers were beasts. <laughs> yeah. They would suck you in if you tried to make a copy those and your hair got stuck. murderers, man. So, they roll this up. They they take it onto the elevator, take it to the second floor, just outside the the slot manager's office. Take off the the fabric, leave it to the side. They put a little note on top, bunk, and 
They go to either end of the hallway. They close the doors. They fill the locks with glue. And they get toothpicks. And they jam toothpicks into the door stops. So that it can't be opened. It can't be unlocked. Like, there is no way of getting into this fucking room without forcing your way in. And it was because they didn't want anyone to accidentally trigger it. Oh, how nice of yeah, them. Very sweet of them. <laughs> so All is forgiven. Yeah, they hop back in the van and away they go. Now, they head back home. And a few hours later, the bomb is found by the graveyard slot manager. Uh, they evacuate the building, the hotel, in 50 minutes, that's which pretty, is surprising. That's pretty that's, good. That's all staff. That's all fucking guests. Everyone is out of the building in less than an hour in, like, the middle of the night. Like, yeah, that's this impressive. Is, this that's, is some impressive For a lot shit. of people, that's hard to do. The letter itself, um, they, they pop it open as everyone's gone. The FBI's been called. They open the letter, and it demands for $3 million to be delivered by helicopter to a disclosed location. And in exchange, so this is all in exchange for directions on how to disarm the bomb, obviously. Okay. Um, The FBI decides to, so the guy that owns Harvey's, uh, Harvey's Resort, owns like two other casinos. Okay, high roller. Yeah. And so they reach out to the other casino and they say, hey, we need things with, like, Harvey's symbol stamped on them on duffel bags. And we want you to fill those duffel bags with pieces Quarters. of paper oh. that look like they're money. They're the same shape, the same weight, same size. Everything is the same except that it's just paper. So we want you to launder money. Yeah, just, I like that these casinos already had the capability to oh, launder yeah, money. To basically just have bullshit, like, paper that's already cut just like it. And in, in the letter, they're like, we want bills that haven't, like, run into, like, they're not chemically fucking whatever. Like, they yeah. don't have any chemicals on them. They're unmarked. Like, all this, all these demands, obviously. So, no dye packs. Yeah, they, they give them paper and Harvey's... Harvey's Resort Management ships in a couple thousand dollars they sprinkle on top to make it look like these bags are full of money. Smart. And they get in touch with a helicopter, and they make plans to start this shit off. So is the FBI saying, yeah, let's go along with it? Like, yeah. oh, you guys are willing to do this. We're willing to help you out. Yeah, let's the FBI set up a says, trap. yeah, we'll give you your $3 million if you save this resort and all these people, because this bomb is fucking huge. No, no, sorry. No, the, the FBI. What about them? I may have just misunderstood exactly. Yeah, so the FBI is setting all this shit up. Yeah, yeah, they're they're saying, yeah, let's go along with it. Let's let's trick them. Yeah, yeah. Let's this is the them. FBI's idea: is tricking okay. these assholes, basically taking a helicopter out there helicopter, and doing it, just doing it. Yeah, giving them this bag of bullshit, disarming the bomb, and then saying, "Okay, now we'll find them." Yeah. So, uh, they follow the directions in the note, and they head away to Tahoe Airport. Now. Back to John. John sipping tea at his house. <laughs> yeah. So John had gotten home. 
he's rested up a little bit and he gets his sons and his current girlfriend and they head to their drop point. They're going to so, go camping. Yeah, right? <laughs> they had planned to signal the helicopter with a strobe light. It's still dark. It's middle of the fucking morning. Like, sun hasn't really come up yet. So they're like, we'll flash a strobe light at them. And when the chopper lands, they'll toss out the money. But we're going to take the chopper by force. Because John's an experienced pilot. Ah. So, oh, that's smart. I didn't think about that. I was like, they're just going to drop off the money and then be followed back to their cars. So they're going to take the they're gonna, chopper. They're going to have them land the helicopter. And I, where is bags it? Out, I have a list of what guns and they had. Hijack it. So, guns? They had guns? Yeah. Yeah. They were oh, going to take, they were yeah. gonna take they, it. They had guns, a, a German Luger <laughs> um, for some reason. They had, they had a P30. They had a 303. A uh, 303 British, a 22 caliber Remington, and a 357 Magnum. So I mean, pretty standard for the I 80s. Mean, yeah, that 303 will do some damage. That 357 will do some damage. But yeah, it's just—it's such a 1980s fucking like heist. <laughs> it, just, it really is. I'll show up with my fucking Remington. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is my hunting yeah. rifle. Here's my revolver. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh, they start heading to the drop point. And it turns out, I don't know what it is with batteries with these guys, <laughs> but it turns out they forgot the battery for the strobe light. And this thing, it's not just like, oh, get a couple of D batteries and toss them in this thing. The only equivalent that you can get at this time of night is basically a car battery. <laughs> so oh, this suck. time they didn't call up the uh, the towing company, but this time... They go to uh, they go to this like just random business. They're like, okay, well, there's a, a Volkswagen over there, Volkswagen. There we go. And uh, they try to steal one out of this old Volkswagen. And the dude try wakes up, fucking. He's like, get the hell out of here! Pulls out his gun, chases him off. They're like, oh shit, oh shit. Okay, we'll just go buy one. So <laughs> they should have started with that. I know. So they go to. Uh, they go to this auto company. They buy a fucking battery for their strobe light. And that's where they kind of split two different ways. Now, John Jr. goes off on his own because he's going to make a couple calls. Uh, John's wife is going or sorry, John's girlfriend is going kind of as like a getaway car, more or less, um, which it's smart. You split everybody up. You have three different vehicles. It's harder to track you. And and if something goes wrong with one person, if something still... goes wrong with one of the vehicles, then yeah. you've got a backup. And so, fuck's sake, this is so nice. It's such a family affair. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, John and his son Jim go over to the another area to flash the strobe light okay. to to get the Signal. helicopter's attention. Yeah. So. Um, I keep John thinking Jr. this whole time. I'm like, where's Jeff? Oh, yeah, he doesn't yeah, exist. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, so John Jr. makes a call to the casino, and he informs the FBI, your instructions are located beneath the table in front of you, which is the worst thing to hear over the phone as an FBI agent because you know you have not been thorough enough. 
<laughs> so uh, uh, he looks under the table in front of him, and a metal plate taped below the payphone has a letter with the following directions. You follow U.S. Highway 50 approximately 15 miles west from the airport, and then look for a strobe light on the right that would be, and that will be your signal to land. So they call the pilot that's got the three million, I just did air quotes, the three <laughs> million dollars. They could definitely the hear The three it. million dollars in printer paper uh, in the helicopter. They give him a call and they tell him the direction. So he flies up. I mean, this guy has like a thousand plus hours of fucking experience. Like he's, he's got a lot, or I think it was 10,000 hours plus of experience flying helicopters. Like the dude is experienced as fuck. And he works for the FBI. Like he knows what yeah. he's doing. So. I, I've got a question. I don't yeah. know if you're going to go into it. Are Is the FBI like, okay, we know the area. Are they sending cars out there? Like, are they trying to triangulate the position? Are they watching the roads? A bit. It's the 80s. Like, it's 1980. Oh, not, I guess there's not, not phones. It's not the 80s. It's 1980. Uh, so they they got to be like, uh, there's a helicopter on the way. Uh, try to beat it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, <laughs> because this Because I know you're in the office right now and, because it's the only way I can call you. Yeah. And, I mean, mind you, oh, like, shit. It, it does take a while for a lot of this. Like, it's it's getting close to sunup. Um, but like it, it's, there's no instantaneous communication, fantastic communication. It's not like they have all of these wild resources. Mind you, they're the FBI. So they do have a lot of resources, but it's not nearly as good as it was like even five years later. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So it's fucked. They, they call him, they tell him, Hey, you need to fly 15 miles up highway 50. And then on the right, you'll see your strobe light. So he takes off. And I mean, the guy knows his distances. Like, he flies what he thinks is 15 miles. He's looking around. He doesn't see the strobe light. He circles back and circles the area for more than an hour. And he does not see the strobe light. So, at this point, he returns to the airport and he waits by the phone for another 45 minutes to hear back. And that's where I'm going to leave you on this one. Until next season. Uh, no, we're going to come back Bonus next week. Bonus episode we're next gonna week. We're going to come back next week for one more episode because while I was writing these, I was like, yo, this, the second half of this it's is a action, fucking right? blunder of events. Well, it is so far fun. it's been a blunder. Yeah, it so gets more. way better. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back for one more special encore episode next week. Um, so tune in. And then next week, we will for sure have a date for you for when season five starts in January. So, AJ, you got that fucking Patreon pulled Hold up? Hold on, I want to talk about this. No, no. No, I'm just kidding. Go he, for it, yeah. They didn't strobe him? I don't know. Or or he went the wrong distance? Uh, it's frustrating, I know. I feel like, I feel imagine, like they could have just... They could have done this easier by giving them an exact point to land. Imagine the stakes. Like, yeah, you're the FBI. You're waiting on a, a radio call from your fucking, like, pilot. Saying, we're safe. And let's, you're like, let's, let's disarm update. this. And he's like, I'm circling back. And you're like, you've circled back for 30 minutes now. And he goes, I know. 
There's nothing out here. I don't oh see a fucking God. strobe light. And they're like, we have a fucking bomb on the table. A huge that bomb. That has eight fuses, and it's the size of a 1980s printer. Like, this thing's fucking huge. We're fucked up. Yeah, and it's in a, it's on the second floor of a casino. Like, they didn't take it up to the top. They're planning to blow this bitch down. Damn. You can't even, like, pick it up and move it because you don't know if that'll trigger mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And I mean, Shit. you can look at the cameras, but it was 1980. It's like they're not. It's like looking yeah. at a digital camera through a fucking kaleidoscope. You're not going to get any <laughs> luck there. It's like me looking at my phone without my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Damn. So it's uh, it's bad news bears. That's a spicy a meatball. Right yeah. Um, but you got the uh, Patreon. Oh yeah. All right. Well, Patreon.com forward slash points o pressure. I'm pretty sure that's it. I've been saying uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll look it up. Um, thanks for, you know, keeping the lights on. You're letting us expand, grow our audience. You know. Yeah, that's the... Pay that's for our hosting. Thing. That's the points, thing. Points of pressure, yeah. Perfect. Um, you know, letting us do some cool things on the back end that you haven't seen yet. Hopefully, next season, we'll have some new stuff. And, uh, yeah, so thank you. I'm not the guest host. Abby, AJ's third nut, Lindo... NSA isn't real. D's nuts. Nummy. Nordic Thunder. Toddy Waddy Poopy Snotty. Dark Runner. Haley and Casey McFacey. Thank you guys so much. Uh, yeah, I said all my stuff hey, before. Keep the lights on in the place. Yeah, let us let us host all these one hundred glorious We've episodes. Done it. Yeah, man. Um, fuck Nazis. The one, yeah, all of you them. Know it. I was yeah. gonna say the ones nowadays, the ones nowadays. not not to <laughs> yeah. demean the ones before. No, <laughs> definitely fuck all Nazis. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was getting ready to say see you next season. No, no, but I gave you, I gave you another week me to really out. write your goodbyes. Oh, perfect. Because I know you're pretty heartbroken. About oh yeah, it. no, I am. But, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Uh, any questions, recommendations, um, suggestions, anything you guys have, if reach you just out. Want to talk on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Uh, yeah, we're really fucking bad about social media, but I will always respond to messages there. If you want to talk to AJ, reach out on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, or request me specifically on the social media, right. and he will text me. Yeah. But uh, thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll catch you fuckers next Monday.